and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. There he is. Welcome to the JK Podcast. Big Joe and Carl Carefill here for another episode here, Carl. What's up, guys? Uh, before we go uh, too in depth, this is gonna be a pretty episode. Uh, pretty well, pretty episode. This is gonna be a pretty important episode because uh, the topic we're going to be discussing you no, know, not only affects uh, you know us directly, you know, our uh, our counterparts, our colleagues with um, you know the NBM podcast and the Space Jam podcast, and, and you know those who listen to our podcast, and just uh, people who use uh, and consume content and, and use the internet to, you know, in their day to day lives. Very important and. Uh, We'll be getting into that, but before we, we do get into that, we will talk about our sponsor, Collar and Elbow. Yeah, definitely, Collar and Elbow, as we always start off our podcasts, uh, graciously, they have allowed us to come in and be part of their family, and we're happy to be part of it. Now, simply what's happened is that Al Snow, former professional wrestler, has created this brand, uh, like a clothing brand, to be able to give wrestling fans... Something that they can wear and something that they can be proud of. Um, we've gone in and partnered with them and they have partnered with us. And we actually have been given a discount code for everyone who wants to go to collarandelbowbrand.com and make a purchase from there. Mm-hmm. So go into that website. You will be able to see all the amazing stuff that they have. Their new winter line has just been announced and has just dropped. We're talking a toque. We're talking sweaters. We're talking a uh, zip up hoodie, like just some amazing stuff. They even have an ugly Christmas sweater mm-hmm. and they even have a, an ugly Christmas t-shirt for those that are not in an area where it's cold. So, Go there, take a look at what they've got. They've got sweatpants, they've got a towel, they've got a patch, they've got stickers, they've got t-shirts, they've got a ball cap, they've got a whole plethora of different stuff for you to go and take a look at. So make sure you go there, and when you find something that you want and you add it to the cart, at the end, there is a section there where you can put in a promo code. Put in JK Podcast to receive 10% off every purchase that you make with collarandelbowbrand.com. Yeah, I mean, even since I've been on this website last time, there's been some new things put on. Like you mentioned, the uh, you know the two different style hoodies, the toque, um, a shirt that says tackle and drop down and hip toss and get it again. You know, pressing is not a crime. You know, some some cool stuff uh, that's been added uh, very recently. Uh, if you look at the, uh, yeah, the, you have two different versions of the ugly Christmas one. You have just a regular t-shirt and then a long sleeve. Looks like a, a long sleeve sweatshirt. On that one, so yeah, all kinds of stuff on there now, and uh, their catalog of products is just growing bigger as, as seemingly as the months go by here. So, all kinds of stuff on there for you guys now. So, make sure and check that out. And like Carl said, use that promo code JNK Podcast. And uh, the twenty five percent thing off it, it is done now, but you can still get ten percent off on any purchase that you make. They're not just one purchase; any purchase you make there, you get that discount. So. That's right. All right, so before we get into our main discussion t- today, um, we'll play our, our usual sound clip. Now, I usually tend to, to look for, you know, kind of funny sound bits and memes and stuff that are going on. Um, this is, you know, definitely, you know, doesn't fall into that category, though. This, you know, indirectly has to kind of what to do, you know, has to do with what we're talking about here today. And uh, we'll just, we'll go ahead and we'll play the sound bit. And then, uh, you know, then we'll have uh, another short clip after that and get into our main discussion. So here we go. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, 
glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can't do is ignore them. Because they change things. They push the human race forward. While some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones who do. So there you go. For those who don't know who that is, uh, that was uh, former uh, CEO and founder of Apple, Steve Jobs, uh, going back to 1997. And that was a big... Um, you know, promotion, and they're, they're really pushing, uh, you know, the Macintosh and, and that as, uh, you know, th- doing things a bit of a different way. And um, Apple, you know, uh, came up with this, uh, you know, right re- re- around that time, uh, early 2000s, a, uh, a standard called WebKit, which is actually used by, you know, every major internet browser out there to make it more accessible and easier to use, you know, for everybody. And um, so he was a real, um, you know, really push for uh, you know the openness of the internet and everything and that's essentially what we're getting into a discussion here carl and we're the uh, the idea of the uh, the net neutrality this is a a big thing in the news right now and it's been kind of a slow boil getting to this point and um it's essentially at some point this month down in the states um in the u.s they're going to basically vote to essentially eradicate net neutrality well it's it, it, yeah i mean it's coming soon um there have within the last day actually been um, I, don't, I don't want to call them petitions, but there have been motions to um, postpone mm-hmm. this for a while because other uh, people and other bigger conglomerates are going, no, no, no. Like we, we need some time to build up a, a rebuttal for this. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we don't believe that this should be happening and you need to just hold off. Right. So um Exactly when this is going to happen, really, we're not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it, it's it's just kind of scary uh, to think what 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 actually could happen if this uh, you know motion does not go through to mm-hmm. have this postponed and it comes into effect soon. I'll give you guys a, a little bit uh, more context what we're talking about. Here. I'm going to play one more sound clip, and this is actually from former U.S. President. Uh, Barack Obama, who was, uh, you know, a big, um, you know, cheerleader for the openness of the internet and uh, helped pass a lot of the net neutrality laws, you know, that uh, companies currently go by. So uh, what we'll play this here. It's about a minute, uh, just under two minutes of a clip here, and it gives you a bit of an idea of um, how, you know, the internet kind of should be, and and we'll go from there. So here, let's, uh, let's listen to him. Hi, everybody. Ever since the internet was created... It's been organized around basic principles of openness, fairness, and freedom. There are no gatekeepers deciding which sites you get to access. There are no toll roads on the information superhighway. This set of principles, the idea of net neutrality, has unleashed the power of the internet and given innovators the chance to thrive. Abandoning these principles would threaten to end the internet as we know it. That's why I'm laying out a plan to keep the internet free and open. And that's why I'm urging the Federal Communications Commission to do everything they can to protect net neutrality for everyone. They should make it clear that whether you use a computer, phone, or tablet, internet providers have a legal obligation not to block or limit your access to a website. Cable companies can't decide which online stores you can shop at or which streaming services you can use. And they can't let any company pay for priority over its competitors. To put these protections in place, I'm asking the FCC to reclassify internet service under Title II of a law known as the Telecommunications Act. In plain English, I'm asking them to recognize that for most Americans, the internet has become an essential part of everyday communication and everyday life. The FCC is an independent agency, and ultimately this decision is theirs alone. But the public has already commented nearly four million times asking the FCC to make sure that consumers, not the cable company, gets to decide which sites they use. Americans are making their voices heard and standing up for the principles that make the internet a powerful force for change. As long as I'm president, that's what I'll be fighting for too. So there you go. Uh, Former President Barack Obama talking, you know, that was in uh, 2014, you know, passing all, all the laws, you know, to prevent 
you know, from this to prevent this kind of thing from happening. Now, with him gone, you know, it's it almost feels like you know it's okay. Now we can just get rid of that because he's not here anymore. Because he was a big cheerleader for that. Yeah, a hundred percent, he was. And which what's interesting, I mean, you guys couldn't see this video, but this video was actually from. Uh, whitehouse.gov mm-hmm. so it's it's not like this was just something that he was out you know politicking around with with mm-hmm. something this was actually him at the white house coming from the government site whitehouse.org to the people of the united states of america and the world so i mean it's it's not like it's just something that that he thought willy-nilly about mm-hmm. i mean this this was something that he put a lot of time and a lot of effort into um, keeping it the way that it is. And, and, and even the, the creation of uh, oh, yes. the title to yep. um, from the communications act. Mm-hmm. I mean, like that's the, that's something that, that that's huge. Yep. I mean, he essentially helped create title two, um, which, which is, is amazing and has been working. So, that's why it's so hard and so confusing right now as to why why do we want to change this to something different again? Like, we've got something in place that works. Mm-hmm. This is essentially, you know, from the research that I've done, you know, and there's quite a bit to, to look into when it comes to this. It's essentially, you know, the uh, like uh, Mr. Obama said, the, the FCC is a separate kind of government uh, organization. And, you know, they kind of do their own thing. And clearly, they're they're in you know in cahoots in bed with you know these um, you know internet service providers. You know in the states you have um, you have a lot more choices. You know here in Canada, so you have a Verizon and these places that provide for that. You know essentially, what could potentially happen here? Let me try and boil it all, all down for everybody here. That um, say for example, here I have Shaw Internet. Now, what could potentially happen if all, all of this? landscape changes for the internet here that I could potentially, my cell phone service is through Kudo. It's outside of Shaw. So theoretically what could happen when I have Shaw internet is that I would not be able to access Kudo.com because that has nothing to do with Shaw. That's their competition. So they will either restrict or block your access to that unless you pay an extra premium per month to gain extra access to something that we just openly get now which is you know basically a wide open internet you know within you know common sense and within reason right and basically what uh, it's going to be restricted down to potentially here is very similar to the outline and how things are with cable television which is you know really worrisome and, and problematic you know especially for us content creators and you know people who you know just use the internet in general or consume content on the internet it affects everybody yeah, right. 100% so, it does. So you can essentially see, like, basically, like, bundles of the internet broken up to. Like, say, if you want to do gaming on the internet, I'm just playing online video games, you're going to have to pay extra per month. If you want to stream video content, whether it's YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, or, or what have you, you're going to have to pay extra. You know, it, it's it's going to, the internet's going to be broken up into segments, and then you're going to have one base kind of internet that's just basically just the, the bare minimum, Probably at a very low speed, and then you add on to it. Essentially, is what they're looking at doing. Yep. So, you know, those who are for you know getting rid of the net neutrality, what their argument is is that this is actually going to make not it more expensive, but more affordable for the average person out there. That's the way that they see it right now. They do. That's the way they see it. I mean, I I, I don't see it, but I don't know. Right, so it, it's um, it's making it so that you know you're going to have to you know to get the complete access to the internet. You're going to be paying you know you now. I can't say if it's going to be more. You're also what we're currently paying because I mean here in Canada, when it comes to internet and data costs and stuff like that, it's more you know you know down down this in the in the U.S. Typically, you know, and we've already seen some you know throttling of websites, and essentially what that means is you know if a certain provider doesn't like a certain website or something, they kind of slow down your access to it. They don't block it; they just make it you know run kind of slowly, make it intolerable. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but I mean, you know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. It, it could potentially get a lot worse and make the internet so regulated, and I won't say useless for the average person, but getting almost to that point. Yeah. 
Right. So, so I mean, I, I, I kind of, I kind of wrote some stuff down, and just to give you guys kind of a, uh, like a, an example of how much that this could cost and could run everybody. Okay, so let's say uh, Big Joe used the, uh, the Shaw, mm-hmm. Shaw cable, right? So for Shaw Internet, they're going to ask for a base payment of let's say thirty dollars a month, and that's going to give you limited access. It's going to give you like five hundred megabytes of of usage, and limit you to, um their site and that's it now if you want let's say oh no 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 sorry they're gonna put caps on things as well yep so you're not gonna have you know like 150 megs down you're gonna have like 30 30 megabits down and like 15 or 5 megabytes of upload speeds that you can do right so then you want to access let's say social media facebook instagram snapchat twitter any of those that's going to cost you an extra $10. So while I'm doing this, Joe, you keep a tally of how much this is going to be. Okay. We're already up so at about over 40 bucks a month. 30 plus 10. Yep. So that's 40, not over 40. That's 40. It's 40. Yep. 40 bucks. Okay. And then let's say we want um, search engines. So Google or Yahoo or anything like that. Let's mm-hmm. say that's going to be an extra five bucks. And then let's say gaming sites like uh, World of Warcraft or Steam, mm-hmm. uh, Full Tilt Poker, an extra five bucks. Yep. Okay. And then music sites like Last FM, Spotify, Google Play Music, Pandora, ten bucks a month extra. And then Netflix, Hulu, YouTube, anything like that, an extra ten bucks a month from there. Now let's say you want to do some online shopping. That's going to cost you as well. You're probably going to look at about another $10 a month on top of that. Now, if you use your 500 megabytes of usage, it's going to cost you an extra, let's say, 5 to $10 for more usage with an unlimited amount of top-ups per month. <laughs> so it's probably going to allow you to set up so that you can, like, just, it'll just automatically top up for you. You'll get maybe 2,000 megabits more instead of the 500, but it's going to cost you anywhere from 5 to $10 more. But still keeping those caps of, you know, 15 megabytes down and 5 up or 30 down and 15 up or what have you, right? So with that, we're already, did you, were you actually able to keep a tally? You're, you're getting up, you know, in the $100 range, if not a little bit more. Exactly. Approximately. Yep. Right, so. Now for somebody like, like, like myself, I have four people in the house mm-hmm. that all use the internet. We have cable, so we, we actually have Shaw, and we have their cable service and their internet service, and it's a little bit over $100 a month mm-hmm. for both of those services, and I have extra channels added on. I have the WWE network added on. I have the Fight Network added on. You know, I got a couple other channels that are added on, which are, are extra yep. per month, but it still is not going to be more expensive than just internet if we go to this system so it's 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 mind-blowing to me how they can say that it's going to save money as opposed to costing more yeah uh, i definitely agree 100 it's for the average person out there it's it, it really is going to be like a like a cell phone plan you know, with even more restricted access, you know, then they're also going to be able to uh, to track you a lot more and, and really kind of dictating what you can and cannot do on the Internet. Now, you know, when it comes to this, you know, I'm not you know, justifying, you know, the bad things you can do on the Internet, you know, like the trial porn and, you know, any, any you know, other, other kind of violence or uh, sexual content on the Internet. That, that's outside of that. That's, you know, obviously wrong. Right and is it's just you know a side effect of the internet. I'm talking about you know the positive aspects of the internet, you know, and for you know more and more, you know, it's becoming you know, it 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 really is you know a lot of people's lifeline to the outside world. Yeah. You know, when it comes to you know social media, with some people who are shut-ins or are disabled, you know, being able to you know get you know food and things delivered to their home and whatnot, you know, and just a source of information and you know content, you know, entertainment, and and went on the internet it's really grown into you know something that's you know a really important part of you know the majority of people's lives in the world and it's going to be regulated down to the point where you know i would say you know it would be the end of the internet 
but it would, you know, just completely change the landscape of it. And for people, you know, like us who are, you know, looking, you know, you know, to maybe try and make ourselves a bit of a name on the internet, really puts a stumbling block in front of us. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, it does. I mean, it's it's because we go from now, you know, to potentially potentially to be able to anybody who has internet access has the access to listen to the J and K podcast on 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 Podbean. That's right. Now, if somebody doesn't have that particular access to the internet. They don't have access to listen to what we you know, put out anymore, you know. And that's for anybody, you know. Our, our like I said, our colleagues with the MBM podcast and the Space Jam podcast, you know, we're we're fairly small all time and you know, in the scope of you know the podcast environment out there. But you know, this can you know potentially you know really really make it difficult for us who are you know trying to build ourselves up, you know. You know, and also, you know, for the people who are already established too, you know, it, it makes it so that potentially their viewer base is a lot smaller now because. It's not completely open anymore. No, a hundred percent, it isn't. And I mean, it's it it almost seems as though it's becoming a rich man's land, right? Like, I mean, the it, it how it feels to me is that um, President Trump right now mm-hmm. wants to be able to create and make a space for him and his friends to be able to go to and not have any type of um, I don't know what you would even call it. Any type of distractions from anybody else kind of thing, right? Like, so if, if you're rich enough, you can afford to have all of this. And yeah, then you can be part of this. But if you don't have enough, then you're really going to be kind of left to the wayside and kind of just out there with 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 nothing again, right? I mean, it's... It's it, it it's it's just mind boggling. I know I, I've, yeah. I'm I'm kind of stumbling over things, but I'm yeah. trying to wrap my head around really what this entire thing is, and and the the effects and the detriment that it's going to actually have on yeah. society, not just us as you know content creators, but on society as a whole. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing with this too is. Uh, um, I don't. I can't remember the guy's name offhand, and I really sh- should. Um, Carl behind me can actually see it. You know, the one that says uh, MSNBC there. That that the face of that guy. He is one of the main guys that is pushing for, you know, abolishing net neutrality. And strangely enough, he is a former executive for one of the big internet service providers. Really? What a coincidence. <laughs> now. I think, uh, you know, normally we don't play this many sound clips, but I think, you know, that, that this is, you know, worthwhile to play because actually this guy is one of the uh, one of the most popular people on the internet, like not just, you know, with gaming that because he's a gaming guy on the internet, but he, you know, has 15 million subscribers and gets multi-million views a week. And then he's even speaking about this. So I think we'll play a couple minutes of this and just, you know, get the perspective of somebody who's very highly established on the internet with YouTube and see what he has to say about this. Let's take a brief listen to this and see what he has to say. Hey guys, thanks for stopping by. I I promise I won't take up too much of your time. I just wanted to talk about something that was incredibly important. And and not only to me, but to every single one of you. Uh, Everyone that's watching this video right now is affected by what's about to happen to the internet. And uh, you probably know about it already, but earlier today, the FCC chairman announced a plan to repeal and draw back a lot of net neutrality laws and kind of change the way that we access the internet. And that sounds bad because it is bad. And I'll provide links in the description not only to information, other people talking about it, and ways for you to fight back on this, but also I just wanted to mention why it was so important. Because if some of you don't know, Like, net neutrality is simply a way of saying that the internet is open and accessible to everybody. You're able to go wherever you want on the internet. You're able to do whatever you want on the internet. You're able to have some semblance of anonymity on the internet without all the companies trying to track your every movement. And it's not perfect, but those are because of the net neutrality laws that we have right now. Now imagine if these things were to come to pass, you go to YouTube one day, And you find, instead of your videos, you find this page that says, We're sorry, 
you haven't paid for the entertainment package of your internet plan. Please pay five more dollars. What they want is to make the internet a more profitable place. And that sounds bad on its face, but that's also just the first step of it. Like entertainment, you may think like, ah, that's okay, like that's totally fine. But if you allow something like that to happen, then you put in the framework for information to be controlled. And when you do that, you control what people see. And when you do that, you control what people think. And I'm not saying that this is going to lead to a dystopian future where everyone's mind-controlled and doesn't think for themselves, but it does ruin a lot of opportunities that people have to be able to do what they want to do on the internet. You start down the path where this amazing thing that connects every single human on the globe together and allows for the free... So there you go, a bit of a, uh, just a, a glimpse of that. I won't play the whole thing because I don't want to, you know do too much there in case somebody does decide to copyright uh, claim us but uh, uh markiplier one of the uh you know top people you know, 18 million subscribers on youtube you know voicing you know essentially what we're talking about here you know that we're just you know very concerned that the uh, the openness of the internet which you know makes it so wonderful you know as a platform you know not only to work on but you know to do research on when it comes to pretty much anything you know could potentially you know be going away Exactly. And I mean, if you do want to want to watch the whole the whole clip, I mean, it's only four minutes and 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. Go to YouTube while you still have the chance to and type in we need to stop all in capitals this. Mm -hmm. um, just it, it's, it's amazing to hear, especially coming from a content creator like ourselves. Yep. Um, mind you, he's got 18 million subscribers. We have a thousand. Right. So, I mean, it's it's a little bit of a difference there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're both doing the exact same thing and they're both both doing the exact same job. And what's nice is that he did actually leave all of these different uh, links to different Reddit threads and helpful information and all of this different stuff about um, the FCC and about, you know, what's going on and, you know, all the, the different stuff that's happening. So it's amazing that a content creator like ourselves is able to get this out there mm -hmm. and already a little over 2 million views on that video which was done November 21st 2017 yep. so not even a month in and that video already has 2 million views which is just amazing and will continue to go up as long as people uh, want to do the research and you know, even people like us that, that will share it and, and mm -hmm. stuff like that, right? So, yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's uh, contacts, you know, for especially for people in the States, because uh, this is, you know, largely where this is going to be effective. First of all, you know, links in the description for that video to contact your center, contact your representatives, you know, make use of that and spread the word about this, you know. Now, the, there there is, you know, a glimmer of hope. Uh, with this and and it oddly enough you know it comes from some other big corporations and namely like apple google <laughs> um you know um netflix um yeah. you know places like wikipedia strangely enough, when you when you look at that who are, are those mainly that a lot of those are people who companies who are putting content out yes. onto the internet right you know not solely just that you know apple google you know they make hardware and everything now too as well but you know for a, a large portion as well they you know put out and sell and distribute content on the internet and you know they're very much for net neutrality and you know to me i take that as an encouraging thing you know as, as a glimmer of hope because you know apple and google are especially google now because they've kind of eclipsed apple you know when it comes to the you know, technology business you know it was going to have hopefully a big say in this and hopefully hopefully you know doesn't let this happen because you know potentially even even with google you know the, the search engine i would say probably 90 percent of the world uses yeah you know depending on, on which provider you have if this all goes down you know, like let's say for example in the U.S. with Verizon, you know they're owned by Yahoo. They will block or make you pay extra to access Google because yep. they want you to use Yahoo. That that's not their product, right? So um, it's it's worrisome. You know that, that something I guess could even happen because you know the internet was always supposed to be, you know, an open platform for everybody to use. Yeah. You know to do you know everything that you know that can be done with the internet. You know it, it's it's a powerful thing. You know that you know you know we didn't have you know for a good portion of you know of you know our early part of our lives you know and it it's kind of morphed into 
you know, for a little period of time, you had to, you know, pay for kind of little bits of the internet, almost kind of similar to what's being proposed. Yep. You know, we go to like internet cafes and you had to pay for internet essentially by the hour. Yes. That's <laughs> how it was for a little bit. Yeah. And then it changed into, you know, having completely unlimited internet at fairly low speeds. Yes. And then it changed to, okay, they backed off on the unlimited access, you know, and then, you know, charge a little bit more. And then now going back to, you know, there's some plans, internet plans, you know, you know, even here in Canada, you're starting to see it a little bit with so-called unlimited access to the internet, you know, speed and bandwidth-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not technically totally unlimited, but, you know, it, it's uh, right now the, the internet is, you know, in a, in a, it's in a good place the way it is right now. And just that this potentially has, you know, the it, it's... It, it could be really bad, you know, and for those of you who think that this is only going to affect the United States, you're, you know, wrong to think that because it, it, everything always filters down. And, you know, us being in Canada, you know, we are directly tied to the U.S. and a lot of things, you know, it's going to happen to us if it happens to the States, to the U.S. So don't just, you know, put on the blinders and just say, no, we're here in Canada, everything's fine, everything's going to be fine. No, if we allow this to happen, even as Canadians, it's going to affect us as well. And, and I mean, you and I kind of discussed this a little bit last night. Uh, I mean, hopefully, um, hopefully Canada does, does not decide to follow suit with this and actually it takes a stand. And maybe, I, I mean, I had thrown out there that maybe some of these companies like Apple and Google and Netflix and stuff like this will, you know, kind of go to the FCC in the United States and say, well thanks a lot you've just pushed us out and guess what we're we're gonna go talk to canada now and we're going to go and talk to the crtc in canada and let's see what they have to say about us coming to canada and making better business for their country now um as opposed to the united states and maybe because they're the big conglomerates that are that are really pushing to keep net neutrality that it can have an effect on the CRTC in Canada and them saying, Hey, you know what you guys, you, you got, you guys got, got something here. Let's uh, yeah. Let's sit down and talk. Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a big hopeful wish. I mean, it would be beautiful if something like that were to happen, mm-hmm. but time will tell, unfortunately. And I mean, just like you said, normally Canada just kind of tucks its tail and, you know, follow suit with whatever yeah. is happening. Um, hopefully, this time it's different. You know, and, and you know, thankfully, from from what I've kind of seen from research that I've done as well, too, the CRTC, um, you know, at least currently, you know, as of you know April two thousand seventeen, is in support of net neutrality. So yes, I mean, it's encouraging as Canadians, but you know, like I said, you know, we can't just be you know blind to to what's going on because. You know, like I mentioned, with a lot of things, you know, our cultures and other things are very similar with Canada and the U.S. We're, we're, we're physically neighbors with each other. You know, what happens to one undoubtedly and, and you know, just tends to happen to the other. You know, so hopefully, you know, enough of us speak out about this. You know, I'm not going to, when I post this episode, I'm going to, uh, you know, even though we are in the, uh, we are in Canada, I'm going to post uh, some of the links that, uh, you know, that uh, Markiplier uh, put on his post as well, you know, for any of our American listeners, you know, so you have that information, you know, speak out about this post on Facebook, on social media, say, you know what? No, you know, we want an open and free internet. We don't want to have this get to the point to where it's, you know, no longer, you know, what the internet should be when it was intended to be for all of us. Exactly. Right. So let's, let's not let this happen. Speak out. Don't be afraid to speak your mind. This is a very important thing. You know, there's not really anything else in the world like us, you know, for an open platform and for just two guys from Northern Ontario to do a podcast. I mean, this is not possible really on another platform than the internet right now. Right. So to take that away, you know, would be, you know, damaging to us and, you know, others that we know and, you know, to people who are successful as well. Like we mentioned, Mr. Markiplier on YouTube, you know, 18 million subscribers, you know, maybe not everybody could, could afford that entertainment package as he refers to it as on uh, the internet bill and then not be able, and you can see his stuff go way down as well too. So it affects everybody. So it does. And I mean, even, even not even, I mean, 
not just on on a content creator level, but even on just a personal level as well. Um, I I have family that is living in the, in the United States, right? Yeah. So, and I I have family all across Canada, and I have friends that are you know over in Europe, in in Germany, you know, in in different places. So, putting a restriction on all of this is is really going to like affect personal life as well. Yeah. Um, I'm quite close with my cousin that's that's in in the United States, and with the family that he's made there, um, it, it would be hurtful and and harmful i would i would even go as far as saying to really limit that now i mean there would still be telephone like we could still call and talk to each other but Mm -hmm. like we'd have no way to share pictures instantly with each other right so we'd have to like essentially we're taking steps back because then we would have to you know go back to regular mail regular post right and then we would you know have to take pictures and then print them out and then um, you know, send them to them via snail mail and then wait for them to get them and yeah. then get a phone call in two weeks saying, Hey, I just got them. Hey, that's awesome. Right. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, and even, even with us, with content creators, right. I mean, I'm, I'm talking about taking a step back I, unless we have the money to be able to build a radio tower and yeah. broadcast on ham radio or something. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's what it would come down to is having to revert back to these older styles of of communication and platforms to be able to get our content out there yeah it's it's really difficult like if all of this goes in it would definitely be a switch you know um as you mentioned you know doing a radio tower and, and going back to doing you know regular radio or something like that you know you know not necessarily you know a negative thing but you know would really you know if it would even be possible you know would really limit our range to the amount of people that we can reach with this you know which with the internet here like i mentioned earlier you know with everybody having equal you know access to the internet everybody has potentially everybody in the world has access to be able to go to our website and listen to the jnk podcast that's what i'm getting at here is that we're going from that potentially to only people who can or you know care or are willing or able to pay for that aspect of the internet then would have access to it is essentially what's coming yeah ex- exactly that's exactly what it's what it's coming to yeah i mean it's yeah, it's just kind of it's scary. <laughs> Honestly, it's scary. So, I mean, essentially, you know, our goal with this episode here was, you know, to get the word out about this, you know, to people who listen to our podcast and to, to just, you know, kind of express, you know, our concern and, you know, hopefully, you know, enough of us feel this way and speak out about it, you know, to really prevent this from happening because it, it has the potential, you know, to really, you know, damage, you know, not, not just what we do here, but just, you know, you know, people's lives essentially, uh, you know, here when it comes to the internet, because like I said, you know, that for a lot of people, you know, on their phones and their laptops or anything, like they're, a lot of people rely on the internet so much, you know, that um, it could potentially be taken all away from them. And uh, yeah, I mean, just it, it's worrisome. And I really hope that doesn't happen. Hope, like I said, hopefully enough of us speak out about it. And, you know, like I said, you know, share this posting thing I do because I'm going to make it a little bit longer than usual because I want to get some information in there for everybody you know, and, and share it and spread the word so that everybody knows about this and you know, we can stop this from happening. Even here in Canada, like I said, this is starting in the U.S., you know, but has the potential to affect us here in Canada if we don't say no. You know, we don't want this. We want the internet to be like it was always intended to be, open and free platform for us to do what we want to. Again, like I said, within reason, you know, and... Let's keep it that way, please. <laughs> That's right. And I mean, just, just like that Thanks. that audio clip that we had heard at the beginning there with Steve Jobs, we can be those crazy ones. Yeah. Why can't we? A hundred percent. We can be those crazy ones mm-hmm. that are that two, three, four percent yeah. that can change the world in how net neutrality is seen. Mm-hmm. So take a stand. If you agree with us, which I'm sure most people will take that stand and do whatever possible. If you see something come across your Facebook newsfeed or, or you see something come across Google or Yahoo or whatever you use, you see something about net neutrality and Canada, or you see something about net neutrality and the world, something like that. Click on it, 
read about it. If there is some way for you to make make a, a noise to be able to be heard, whether it's through uh, uh, through through a post on Facebook, whether it's through replying to something, whether it's through a survey that's that's being done about it, do them. Because the more people that do, and the more people that support keeping the internet open and free, the better chances we have to keep it that way. They could almost like like a like a political election, you know. And, you, and then you see some people that be like, "Oh no, no, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to voice my opinion. You know, somebody else will do it for me." This is one of those things where we, we can't let it happen that way. Everybody, you know, that that uses the internet needs to speak out about this, you know, yeah, because then don't have that mindset where you know I'm only one person, I can't make a difference. Enough of us that you know do is say something combined can make a, a whole hell of a lot of difference is what I'm getting at here. So don't just remain silent. If you care about having an open, free internet, not only share you know, this post that we're going to put out here today, anything you see about net neutrality, you know, spread the word and make sure that all of us are aware of this and don't allow this change to happen because it's, it's going to be bad. And so let's just not let it happen. That's about all I can say about it. I think it's, I think I don't, I don't want to start um, repeating ourselves too much, but, uh, you know, let's keep the net an open and free thing. Yep. So that we can, not only us, we get to continue what we love to do so that you, everybody can use the internet the way that you wish. And that's the way it was always intended to be. So let's keep it that way. All right. So let's end off the episode here. And um, as usual, Carl will tell you about all the social media. 100%. So, I mean, you're looking Facebook, you're looking Twitter, you're looking Instagram, all of those platforms we are on at this time, and they are all findable by searching out JK Podcasts. So there is an S at the end. JK Podcasts is where you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And then with that, again... We don't want to forget our friends over at collarandelbowbrand.com. While you are at any of those three social media areas, there are links there that are available for you to click on that will take you right to the collarandelbowbrand.com website because I know it's kind of hard to to, to remember. It's a longer website. Mm -hmm. So use our link. Click on it. It's right there for you. Make sure that when you do make a purchase, though, that at the checkout, you use the promo code JK Podcast and get yourself 10% off. Cool. Yeah. And uh, like we had mentioned at the beginning, too, winter stuff there now, toques, hoodies, sweatpants, and that kind of stuff. So, some good stuff there for the winter season for you there. So, make sure and check that out. All right. So, we'll end off as we usually do with some music here. Now, this is. Uh, I can almost have a little discussion on this itself because, uh, you know, this is a, a pretty popular band. I know Carl and I are both uh, fans, and I'm, we're talking about Tool. And we're going to play a song for them to end off the episode. But it uh, to give you a little bit of context about what's been going on with them, because most a lot of you are probably wondering, you know, it's been a long time since Tool has put out an album. It's been a long time. Is it, to put it into context for you a little bit for you, the last time Tool put out an album was 10,000 Days, and that was in 2006. Now, in that same year the New Horizons probe was launched from Cape Canaveral down in Florida to go and explore the universe, right? In that time, from then up until now, it has gone outside of our solar system, is is left, is gone past Pluto, and is well out into the galaxy. In less time than it has taken for Tool to put on another album. So (laughs) this probe has had time to leave our solar system, and we're still waiting for Tool to put on another album. Now, they are going on tour. I mean, again, they're actually going to be at Rock on the Range this year. So, along with the Perfect Circle. So, maybe, you know, we'll see some new Tool album hopefully soon. You know, they've had a lot of legal issues, which has actually prevented them from putting up music. And even on streaming services like Google Play and whatnot, at one point, you know, getting so ugly with the legal stuff, they were technically suing themselves. It was getting so bad. So, yeah. hopefully things will kind of get better and we'll see some new content from Tool because, uh, well... They're just, they're good. So let's uh, end up with one of their songs here from that last album. And uh, have a good one. We'll see you guys next time. Ciao.